Hello and welcome to today's episode of Nucleus Investment Insights. Today we're going to ask the question whether the earnings tailwind has turned into a headwind. Firstly on the agenda we'll do a global earnings overview. Next we'll look at earnings in Australia and compare that to the world. Then we'll delve into the different sectors to see which, where earnings are falling and if there's anything unusual going on. Then we'll also look at some high profile individual stocks. And as always, at the end, we'll discuss the investment implications for markets. My name's Sam Kerr. I'm the Senior Financial Advisor at Nucleus Wealth. And today, as always, I want to welcome the founder and star of the show, the Chief Investment Officer at Nucleus Wealth, Damien Klassen. Hi, Sam. Hey, Good, Good thanks, Sam. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, good, good to have, have you back again. Shall you filled in ably, ably last week, but yes. It's, a... it's good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, so just a quick reminder before we get started, if you enjoy our content, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the bell below to be notified when we go live or have a new episode recorded. Alternatively, you can follow us on your preferred podcast platform and our shows available on all majors. And if you'd like to look at the slides in more detail, we'll post them in the show notes this afternoon and you can view these at nucleuswealth.com forward slash webinars. Uh, so now we've got that housekeeping out of the way, uh, Damien, I'll hand it over to you to, to get us started. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we've been talking a lot about uh, analyst forecasts and, and how uh, they are, when you, when you hit turning points for macro turning points, they tend to be a bit delayed. They tend not to not to catch up um, with, with, with real events. Uh, and we've certainly seen that's been the case over the last sort of six months as We've seen uh, you know, U.S. markets come off quite sharply uh, before before rebounding, but but on the back of these concerns about uh, about recessions, but it hasn't been reflected in in analyst earnings to, to date. And I guess what I uh, just wanted to sort of come back to that point and and just wanted to hone in a little bit on on um, what we're starting to see in terms of earnings because we are starting to see some of the sectors turning down, and and they are the types of sectors that you'd expect. Um, or, it's, or it's the order of sectors you'd expect. Some of the, some of the, the faster moving ones first, uh, followed by some of the slower moving ones later. And so I guess what we just want to highlight is, is, is some of those trends and um, uh, jump in to see, you know, see what we're seeing within Australia versus other countries and, and particular sectors. Um, so you know, with that in mind, I'll, I'll jump straight to the revenues. Uh, so I'm just I'm, gonna, I'm picking on the S and P 500 largely because uh, most of the stocks in that are, are pretty global stocks, and and it's just a nice, easy way to um, to, to look at what's going on. Uh, and, and we've got some longer histories there. So I'll start with the uh, the revenues per share, and you can see on there we've got this. Uh, so so what we're looking at here is is forward revenues, uh, so, it's, so it's basically a, a rolling average of, of the, the future um, expected earnings per share. And uh, when you get times like 2008, you get to see those, those massive big downturns in it. Uh, 2015, there was, a, there was a fair slowdown in terms of, um, uh, in terms of company earnings and, and sort of see that flying through. And then, and then again in 2020, uh, the, these revenues have rocketed up over the last little while, and and with such high inflation, you'd actually expect these to be even even though earnings might actually be be starting to fall, you would actually actually expect uh, revenues to be to be still growing, just given the uh, the amount of inflation out there. Uh, and so the fact that we've actually seen the two thousand and twenty three numbers starting to starting to turn negative now for 
uh, for sales, uh, and the 2022 is still holding up. But the, the net effect of that, when you when you look forward, is uh, is is those sort of forward sales are just starting to roll over, which is you know as again as I said, with high inflation, is a little bit of a concern. Um, then when you jump into to margins, what a profit margins doing, and and this is where we can see that they certainly have started to uh, started to fall off. Um, you know, the expectations were they in the half cent margins, and now they've actually started to shrink. Um, and this is where you know the rubber's starting to hit the road, and and um, you know, that that flows through into the, the next chart, which is then the the operating earnings per share. And and what we're seeing in terms of operating earnings per share is that both uh, 2022 has started to we've seen downgrades over the last month or two, and um, 2023 we've we've seen even bigger downgrades in, in 2023. Uh, which is to be expected, given you've already got half of um, you know, half of 2022 is already in the bank. So, so in terms of the, the forecast downgrades we're expecting, is really just for the uh, the second half of the year is affecting those. Uh, so, so then if we jump uh, to Australia, uh, we see in Australia actually the downgrades have been considerably worse in, in Australia. Um, so we're, we're a fair way through the reporting season. Uh, the issue. Though at the aggregate level is is a lot of that is uh, the iron ore. So in particular BHP, which is a huge part of the Australian index, um, and Rio and and uh, Fortescue, which are, uh, are you know, lesser parts but still still quite meaningful. Um, so a lot of that's the the iron ore price coming off. Um, having said that, though, it is pretty broad based. I've, I've got a little um, uh, inset for the for the Australian earnings in there, just sort of showing um, the different markets and, and the different percentiles. Uh, in terms of forecasts for, for 2023 over the last month, and uh, you know, even the median stock is it's not just it's it's not just isolated to, to, to one or two sectors. It is like the, the median stock. We are seeing downgrades to 2023 forecasts, and um, uh, you know, considerably worse than what we're seeing in other areas. So um, you know, the US or, or Canada, for example, is is um, you know, there's, there's both upgrades and downgrades, whereas. Um, you know, the top in Australia, the top twenty-five percent of stocks have actually just held earnings where they are. Um, so you know, that, whereas um, you know, the bottom stocks are you start to see some quite meaningful downgrades in some of those uh, you know, in some of the other stocks within Australia. Um, so, uh, so, so, so some of that though is, is sector specific, and I'll jump sort of straight into the. Um, uh, into the, the sector downgrades. And I've got a similar type chart up here just sort of showing by sector where we're seeing upgrades and where we're seeing downgrades. And you know, most of that really is being held up by the energy sector. So if you look through energy, um, you can see that you know, the, 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 the median stock in energy is, is actually upgrading its earnings still at the moment. Um, and you're hardly getting any stocks downgrading earnings, uh, even for 2023. Whereas uh, when you look through the other sectors, you, you things look a bit worse. Um, having said that, though, it's still quite sporadic. Like it's, and this is the way you, you do tend to see um, uh, the start of, of downgrades. Not to, uh, is that you'll see it'll be a, a company here with an earnings warning, and then another company with you know in a similar sector with an earnings warning, and and, and they do tend to snowball. So having said that, though, um, that's also the case in 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 a you, know, rel you can see that case even even before when there's not going to be a downturn. So I guess what I'm saying is, um, you know, at aggregate levels when we add up all all the companies together and look at the total earnings, you can certainly see things starting to turn down. 
when you look through which companies are, um, are doing it, the individuals, um, you're not seeing uh, like you're not seeing the snowball yet, where everyone's just downgrading and, and it's right across the board. You're seeing that whole factor. It still is um, some of the early some companies that are reporting early. They're the ones that are getting the big downgrades, and then other stocks are sort of holding, and then um, you know it might not be for another month or two. So it's so it's not a uh, it's not a guaranteed sign. I think at the moment, if you, when you look at sort of all the individuals, it's 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 uh, and even the what we're seeing in terms of earnings starting to turn down, it's you know it's, it's not saying this is absolutely going to end up in this massive big downturn. Um, we do think it is going to going to continue to get worse, but um, you know there's been other times where things have just sort of slowed down a little bit. Um, you know we're still in the very early stages of this of this downturn, um, uh, but I guess the signs are certainly consistent with um, with what we expect to see at this point. Cycle. Yeah, Damien, the, those first few uh, charts that you had on the earnings, it really, really only seems like it's just sort of started to turn down um, recently and there's nothing nothing too substantial at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it could just be, you know, a mid-cycle mid pause. You could just, you know, this could just be that you get a bit of pause in earnings and then um, some other things, positive things come through and maybe you get, um, you know, positive resolution in terms of energy prices and, and inflation starts to come back in whack and, and, and you know, get some more spending from governments, and off we go again. That, that's a that's a plausible scenario, um, but but we think a more likely scenario is that uh, central banks have already raised rates uh, too far. They're, they're they're trying to crack down on inflation, which is supply side driven, and they're, they're doing it by smashing demand. And that um, we've got uh, energy prices, sort of particularly in Europe, um, but also in Australia, um, skyrocketing at the wholesale level. And that's going to that's going to feed into that inflation, and it's going to just take money away from more money away from consumers. So you know your average consumer is sitting there; um, they're generally quite well employed at the moment. But what's happening is uh, their cost of their mortgages are all going up, so they're going to spend less on um, discretionary spend. Plus, the cost of all their utilities are going up as well, uh, and so that's yeah the the content of that is going to basically say that well people are spending the money keeping the lights turned on, and and um, you yeah, know that they're, they're Houses have warmed, and, and that's going to draw away from the demand elsewhere. So, but let's let's so let's dig in the individual sectors because I think that's where something it gets a little bit more interesting. So I've got some energy forecasts here. Um, so the same these same types of lines, but but just looking for energy and and energy. Well, the first thing is it's very volatile. So um, as you can see from that chart, it's just it's just not a a, a series which is. Um, uh, you know, you you want to try and bet your your your, your retirement on which way that that whole sector is going. Like it's certainly a, a plays a part in, in an overall portfolio, but this is the, the most volatile sector, and uh and and forecasts are still um, skyrocketing in this sector. So you know, we saw the overall is 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 starting to fall, but but keeping in mind the overall is made up of this partly this energy sector, which is still skyrocketing in terms of the uh, the earnings forecasts. Um, the other one that's, uh, uh, you know, so, so I'm starting with a, the few of the sectors that are, that are um, the more esoteric ones, and then I'll, I'll get into the, 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 the other sectors that um, uh, give us a better idea about what's going on. So, so the next one then is the material sector, and uh, as I spoke about, you know, this is overall, um, we're starting to see that downturn starting to happen at, at the top. The earnings are very high. Again, very volatile series for materials. This isn't one you sort of want to, um, to extrapolate out changes to the rest of the, the market because it is quite a different sector. 
but um, you know, we are starting to see the, the effect of those um, falling, um, some of those falling commodity prices, you know, at the top still. Uh, and then finally, the, the other esoteric one is is the banking sector and, and financials in particular. Um, now, financials were um, this this chart's got a few different lines on it. Uh, it's got some green green and red lines. In the, and uh, sorry, I should have explained those on, on, on the other ones. Is that we've still got was the the key one I'm looking at is the forward earnings, which is um, you know, where we're where we're expecting to see this downturn start start to hit. Um, we've also got their trailing earnings. That's that's the actual uh, looking back. Earnings for both reported and for operating earnings, and the difference there is is mainly write downs and, and things like that that uh, you know are, are not things that are going to keep on going. Uh, now the the financials earnings actually reported um, they've they've sort of shot up and now and then shot back down uh, the actual earnings over the last little while. I'm tending to ignore that because what happened was a lot of uh, a lot of the banks sort of. The pandemic hit, and they they put away all these provisions uh, for for the expected loan losses, and then most governments around the world changed all the rules so that uh, people that were trading insolvent and things like that could keep on trading, and so then they wrote them all back, and so yeah, financials are a little bit weird in that things looked a lot worse, and then they looked a lot better. They looked a lot worse than what they probably really were, and then they looked a lot better than what they probably really were, and and we're probably getting back to something more normal at the moment. But again, um, you know, the financial sector is is one that uh, if it does turn down, that's that's going to be a a, a, um, a key negative sign in terms of uh, the the loss loan loss provisions and 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 concerns about the economy. But I, but I am expecting that um, you know in this cycle that'll be relatively late. Like you're not going to be looking at the financials to give us a a forward indicator because what will happen in, with financials is. Uh, You'll actually starting to see companies go broke and uh, and starting to see loan losses starting to, to to pile up before you actually start to see that reflected in the financials. So um, yeah, that, that this will typically be a lagging indicator in terms of the the, the overall sector. The best one um, in terms of tracking it is is um, yeah. So then, then we get into the other sectors and 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 some sectors, as I spoke about before, are, are leaders. So what will happen is you will see earnings turn down faster. Um, and then uh, other sectors are the ones where um, they just they just have very stable earnings, and and you you generally don't see a lot of trend in it. So, for example, the utility sector I haven't even bothered putting in because that's just a sector that earnings just chug along at a certain rate. Every now and again, they you do have problems in it, but it's it's just not a sector which um, uh, it's a very slow uh, slow changing sector, and it's not one you you want to use to try and work out you know are we going into this this slowdown or not. So the one I have got up though is is the the, the most appropriate is is the one we're sort of tracking um, is a consumer discretionary sector. Now um, we certainly have seen that starting to come off. It's still again very much early days, but 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 a bigger change than what we've seen elsewhere in terms of earnings. And uh, and so that's sort of one sign, I guess, that uh, we we think we're we're on the right path. You don't often get sort of um, uh, you don't often get signals in this sector that are that are wrong, so you know, if you're sort of looking through this blue line about when it falls, it tends to fall um, before recessions and and keep falling throughout recessions and then sort of bottom out. So it's actually a reasonable sign, um, the consumer discretionary sector that that you've reached you've reached the end of a recession is when that sector starts to to turn up. And so, um, you know, so the fact we are seeing it fall now is, is pretty consistent with what our thoughts are. It will fall before recessions. Um, 
we haven't seen a lot of head fakes, so you know I, I think for us this is a um, this is a good sign that that we're right and and that we are sort of going into a more meaningful downturn. Um, and, and one we'll, we'll be watching quite closely to see if it, if it starts turning back up, it's a, it's a sign that we're wrong and that, um, you know, this was a head fake and, and you know, the, the next cycle earnings growth is, is going gonna, is gonna to start again. Uh, and just keeping in mind, that, sorry, actually I should explain consumer discretionary again. This is what makes up this sector is, is things that people don't need, people sort of things that they want. So, uh, you know, washing machines and couches and cars and, and those types of things sort of falls into to, to this top sector with the idea that when people... When your electricity bill gets high and your um, and your mortgage payments get harder to make, you know the first things you start to to, to, to cut out are the things you don't need. Yeah, maybe maybe my car will last another six months or another year before I need to replace it. Whereas when things are great, you know maybe you replace it a little bit earlier. And similar with with you know washing machines and, and couches and, and stuff like that. Uh, so that's that's one. The next one, the, the industrial sector, um, is another interesting one in in a similar sense that um, uh, and it's actually, I guess it's, it's it, this line looks a little bit less volatile than than, than you might expect. Um, the industrial sector uh, is, is made up partly of companies that that are quite volatile and and do very much you know the manufacturers um, and people that that. That do suffer as as that consumer discretionary turns down, it's um, you know they, they take longer. Um, but it's also made up of, of, of a lot of companies as well that are that are supplying um, things like utilities and, and others that, that where they do or governments and they do have this very uh, uh, very steady demand coming through at all times. So again, um, you know that that downturn that you see. So you can actually see sort of if we look back in time at, at two thousand and eight, for example. Um, uh, with the recession there, you know, there really wasn't much of a downturn in the industrial sector, and and even the 2000 the pandemic, um, there wasn't much of a downturn. Actually, arguably, the, the earnings fall we've had already is is actually not dissimilar to the to the earnings to the to the forward earnings expectations. Um, so so again, though, um, I guess the fact that we have seen that downturn, um, you know, gives us some uh, you know, more support to what we're seeing in that the uh, consumer discretionary sector. Uh, the IT sector is another one that's um, that that is quite uh, quite a good one at, at terms of um, looking for downturns. The uh, the problem with it is we've really only got a couple of cycles where we can um, where we can look at it and 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 include it because uh, I guess this is this is one sector which has been growing as a proportion of the overall economy, and so uh, the things are changing, I guess, within this sector. So, so a look upon this sector is going, yeah, okay, it's it is going to have a bigger effect because uh, it, it it's just a bigger part of the the, the economy. But it's also um, there are sec subsectors of it which are becoming more mature, and and as those subsectors become more mature, then you'd expect to see the earnings um, be, become a bit more stable. And and you have seen a a reasonable amount of capex in this sector. Um, there was obviously a lot of shortages during the, the pandemic, and so um, you know we've seen earnings in this sector you know really rocket from from 2000 and, um, uh, from the pandemic sort of 2020 up until uh, quite recently up until the start of 2022, and uh, and and then start to to turn down from there. If we're if there's uh, you know, changes within things like the semiconductors, um, that's that's one area we're sort of looking at where where we are seeing a lot of a lot of downgrades coming through in that sector. Um, that, so that can that can flow through to the other sectors. That's sort of like the the 
close to the top end of the chain and, and you start to see those those sort of flow down the uh, down that sort of pipe uh, to, to, to some of the later sectors within that. Uh, and it's worth noting as well that you know the IT sector actually doesn't contain um, some of the bigger stocks like your your Googles and your Facebooks and things like that um, aren't, aren't actually a member of the the, the IT sector or, or even something like an Amazon is 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 party consumer discretionary it's not a um, you know whereas I think 20 years ago people would consider those part of the IT sector and some of them were part of the IT sector um, but over time they've sort of transitioned and now you know Amazon's you know, one of the world's largest retailers, and so it now makes up the part of the consumer discretionary sector instead. And um, uh, again, Facebook and Google are, you know, two of the world's largest advertising companies, and so um, yeah, they make up a. a, a we'll get to that sector in a minute. The consumer, uh, the uh, communica communication services sector, whereas they used to be part of, um, yeah, some of the uh, IT sector. So the next one that consumer uh, consumer Communication services. Um, so that's that's a tough one. Um, I tend to I tend to ignore this one uh, for the aggregate level. It's interesting at the at the minor levels. Um, my problem with the communication services, when you look at it, is that it's made up of uh, some some very very stable companies, your, your telecommunications companies, which which they uh, their earnings tends not to be be that volatile. Once people have got a phone contract, they've got a phone contract, and they're they are, you know, there's a little bit about churn and a little bit about how much they're prepared to pay for it, but really the actual earnings from those telcos, telecommunicate companies, um, tend to be pretty stable. Whereas um, your, you know, some of the big companies in this sector, things like the Amazons and 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 um, sorry, not Amazon, uh, things like your Googles and your Facebooks and and, and those types of ones do have they're, they're part of the media sector and media sector does have quite volatile earnings and so. Um, yeah, they're, they're good to look at from from that. Advertising companies are good to look at because that's that's one of those areas that people cut earnings, cut their um, cut from their budgets relatively early. You know, it's it's uh, if 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 you're going into an earnings down, downturn and you start to see um, you know pressure on your sales, uh, and and you don't think you can make it up by spending more on advertising, then often companies will look around and go, well, do I want to start firing people or do I want to just cut back on my my media spend? And that media spend is, is is a lot easier to do than, than starting to fire people, and so um, yeah, that tends to be where you, where you start to see this at, um, initially. And and we are seeing a you know, stages that um, uh, that media companies are starting to to, to cut back in terms of to, you're starting to see some downgrades in terms of earnings. Uh, with your uh, Facebooks and your Googles, it's a little bit more difficult in that you you have got this general transition away from traditional media onto new media. And so, um, sort of hidden in that a little bit is this, is 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 there a downturn away from you know the trend of, of, of conversion? Um, then we get the uh, finally we get back to some of the more stable sectors. Um, now, healthcare tends to be pretty stable in terms of the earnings. It just tends to to grow. You know, people you hit recessions and and there's a little bit of uh, you know downturn in terms of electric elective surgeries and things like that. But but. You, know, you wouldn't expect to see that much of a downturn in the healthcare sector. Um, having said that, we actually have seen uh, you know a fair deviation off that, that off that trend line, and so uh, you know some of that was probably a bit of um, uh, bring forward and bring back in terms with pandemics, where you know you hit the pandemic and a lot of elective elective surgery all got cancelled, and then um, you know a bit of a rush 
uh, once people sort of came out of pandemics to, to either have that elective, you know, there's a bit of a build-up of electric sur surgery that needed to be done. And also um, a lot of problems that, that people had sort of, um, uh, there's a fair amount of demand in terms of problems that had come out from the from the pandemic where people hadn't had had things treated that then turned into things that were more serious and needed um, needed more work. So we have we saw that uh, you know a bit of a push up in earnings, but you know the, the fact that we are seeing, starting to see those earnings turn down now um, is is slightly a is possibly a, a warning sign. Um, it's po it's I guess what I'm saying that is it's possibly a warning sign. It's possibly a sign that government spent a lot on healthcare over the last few years and and then, now they're trying to pare that back a little bit. bit. It's possible there's just a lot of bring forward and, and, and give back, and so so I sort of look upon this as um, you could look upon you know an easy the optimist view or sorry the 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 if I'm looking at for confirmation bias this certainly fits my confirmation bias that, that there's earnings downturns, um, but with this sector in particular I, I guess I, I have got those concerns that there's other factors in play, and so maybe it's not as um, as much of a, a confirming signal as what I might have thought. Yeah, Damien, that, that sort of ties into Cam's question here. Uh, he's asking, is healthcare likely to fade after COVID and as inflation bites? Yeah, no, no, and I think that, um, uh, I think the answer is yes, uh, but you'd also expect to see some inflation within those figures as well. So keep in mind, you know, these, these are falling um, and you've got inflation in, in better than that. So you would actually expect that, uh, well, let me put it another way. So, uh, you know, in the US, you, if you've got sort of eight eight-ish percent in inflation, then uh, if a company's not growing its earnings by eight percent, it's it's effectively going backwards. And so, the fact that earnings are going negative or, or the earnings expectations have started to fall is is even worse because you should have that um, that top level growth, I suppose, coming through that. So, um, uh, yeah. So so. And I guess the other thing is there's there's different healthcare is made up a lot of different um, parts as well. So you do have uh, you know everything from hospitals and um, and people who are more focused on, on elective um, to to biotechnology stocks that are sort of with with their with their drugs that they're they're out selling um, and 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 some of them is out, out trying to uh, you know some quite speculative ones in terms of who who are just spending a lot of money on R and D. So yeah and, and uh, there's there's a there's a broad base, but you would expect this would be a pretty stable sector. And the fact that it's turning down is obviously there's um, yeah it's worth uh, it's worth noting, I guess, and keeping an eye on that sector because if, if there's a big downturn in healthcare, that could be uh, that could be a, 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 a poor sign for us. Sure, last one. Uh, and then finally, uh, the consumer staples. So this this is the one you would expect to be uh, late. To the cycle, and you can see that um, in prior um, uh, in prior sectors, prior downturns um, or recessions, sometimes it doesn't even turn down at all in terms of the earnings. So in the sort of 1991, um, it actually just grew. You just saw earnings just kept on growing throughout it. In the 2000, uh, 2001, earnings were, were flat; they flattened, but um, really didn't really didn't shrink. Uh, in in the 2008 2009 earnings actually grew for till really late in it and they actually didn't fall until quite late in the recession but basically as earnings were recovering everywhere else so as earnings were recovering in in your, in your consumer discretionary and places like that that was when you finally saw um, consumer staples earnings fall so they actually um, yeah that was that quite positive throughout that time 
and you would expect so so i've seen a little bit of a downturn in this one um which is uh i guess is this this concern about whether uh you know have if central banks have pushed things high and, and you're actually going to see that uh people will will not only cut back on uh say some of the discretionary spending because they're they're Electricity bills are starting to get high, and their and their uh, you know interest rates are going up. Um, but they actually start cutting back on the, on the some of the uh, some of the consumer staples. Maybe it means you know going from a a, a store brand to a home brand, or or sorry, like a yeah, so you, you go from buying Coca Cola to buying um, you know the uh, your local Woolworths cola version or or whatever it is, or the IGA you know no frills type versions. Um, and, and that's that's a that's a more um, that's that's quite a disturbing sign if you start seeing it at that level. Um, that's just, you know, so consumer staples, you know, again, they have started to turn down. Um, I'm sort of putting not a huge amount of stock into this because it, there is still some element of um, uh, inventories within this. So we saw a big build up in inventories that I guess pushed uh, consumer staples quite high in terms of the, uh, the the growth we saw over the last few years, and then as uh, I think this latest little blip has been a lot of that's been uh, companies starting to run their inventories down, uh, but it is a uh, you know, again it, it's 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 a factor that um, it shouldn't be a leading indicator uh, in, in going forward. But the fact that it's turned down is is well worth sort of keeping keeping an eye on in terms of that. So yes, yeah, so that's that's the sort of final sector on on it. But I, I guess to sort of wrap up the sectors is that the idea is for us is that. Uh, some of the sectors um, you'd expect to see uh, come in quite early in terms of the downturn, and that, that's generally the, the consumer discretionary um, and some elements of the uh, of some of the industrials and the uh, and the communication services. They're, they're the ones we're we're, we're watching, and, and to date, uh, we are seeing signs that are consistent with what we'd expect at this point. That you're starting to see these earnings fall faster. And then there's other sectors where consumer staples, for example, where it's if earnings don't fall or if they um, or if they just flatten out, um, that's not a not too much of a concern to us because uh, we're not expecting that sector to be a, a leading indicator of whether we're going into this um, downturn or not. Okay, great. Uh, so now we've got our viewer question of the week. Uh, so this is for viewers to have some discussion in the comments section over the coming days. Uh, so the question for this week is. Have earnings turned down or is this just a pause? So feel free to post your thoughts and engage with us and some of the other viewers over the coming days. Uh, so Damon, now we've got the investment implications. So yeah, I'll, sure. I'll Actually, I might just hit up, uh, Cam, Cam had another comment just in terms of uh, the healthcare sector about the NIB, which I think is mm -hmm. probably worth, uh, just worth highlighting. I was talking about different earnings in the healthcare sector and, and I hadn't realized he'd posted a, a comment, which is basically exactly what I was saying, is that you've got uh, NIB, which is a, a health insurer, um, saying posted strong forward, forward guidance um, this week. And, and in a way, they're a little bit of a, um, sometimes ins the, the healthcare insurers can actually be a, uh, the opposite to what you're seeing in, in the rest of it. So if they're adding, if they're putting up their premiums uh, and uh, at the same time, healthcare providers are actually starting to re reduce the prices. That's a good thing for them. Uh, and so, um, yeah, the fact that they're posting strong guidance um, is not an indicator to me about the rest of the healthcare sector. It could actually be a, it could actually be an indicator that the rest of the healthcare sector is actually really struggling. Um, and and so, uh, yeah, and so the insurers, 
in the healthcare sector benefit when when prices are lower. So yeah. anyway, sorry, uh, investment vacations. That's the one. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So um, look, I guess I've, I've probably been dealing with it over over the uh, over the course. Um, it is worth noting that you know I've spoken about the way the earnings um, these earnings downgrades start to come about, and that's where. Uh, in terms of the stocks you'd expect to be buying and selling, is is, is you're selling the ones at that at the front end of it, the ones that are consumer discretionary and, and things like that that are going to be hit, hit hardest by the down by the earnings downgrades, and you're buying the ones at the back end, the consumer staples and things like that that are, that are going to be hit the le- the least. Is is your sort of overall path. Having said that, though, um, prices is obviously the thing that matters, and you go through. Um, you know some sectors, uh, you know some of the some of the uh, stocks within the uh, semiconductor sector. What we're seeing there is that earnings are uh, the stock prices have already fallen quite considerably, and 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 you're seeing um, it's now a question about saying you you might be able to buy some of these stocks on a PE of six or seven um, or, or lower, and so if you can buy stocks at, at that level. It's worth considering. Well, am I buying it at a, at a price that's actually cheap enough that that even after you get the downgrades and, and when things return to a more normal level, it's worth buying at. Um, and the second part then is how far are those earnings going to grow fall? And that's that's you know that's the the, the key trade off you you need to you need to do within that. So I guess the the overall investment implications are um, we're still on that path of yeah we we want less consumer discretionary, we want more consumer staples, and and the idea is that we want to try and benefit from the the ones whose earnings will hold up. Um, and be more stable, but uh, it doesn't mean that if you're out there, you know, buying say a Telstra or something like that, that you might think have will have more stable earnings, but you're paying 25 times for it, or or, or, or you know, 20, 20, 25 times for it is actually saying, well, that's just for the for the for the earnings outlook. Um, you know, for us, that's just too expensive. Whereas uh, there'll be other stocks where, um, you know, at at the point here end where, um, you know. Where we're looking at them and, and deciding, okay, well, even though they're at this point, um, say there's some of the uh, some of the stocks like an ABB or, or a Schneider, which is sort of involved in in, in sectors we want to be involved in, uh, which is sort of and uh, the energy transition stage and, and a lot of services for those, uh, or if it's something like a a Meta, where um, you know we're looking at the earnings and we're, we're cutting out the amount of spending, we're looking at the amount of spending they're doing on on um, uh, this metaverse and and look at working out how much if we how much if we what would they earn if you actually cut out some of the the uh, some of the capital expenditure they're doing and then and then looking at multiples and actually saying well on on the multiples you can buy these things at actually they're reasonable um, based on the the earnings you'd expect to see in a couple of years time and just say well yeah maybe they'll fall further and, and we'll pick up some more but um, we're sort of happy to to buy even though they they're quite discretionary um, buy them at, at current prices whereas other sectors as I said. You know, so, so it's always about price as well as um, as well as the outlook. So, uh, yes, that's that's the types of stocks um, we're still sort of on on the path of looking at, uh, particularly European uh, prices, European energy prices. We just want to highlight that that's, they've sort of gone um, parabolic at the moment, uh, which is uh, a, a pretty dire sign for sign for for Europe. The question is though. Um, whether they're sustainable at these levels, and and whether there's there's uh, this is a bit of a rush of people trying to fill their their storage as much as they can, and once that storage and the storage is actually getting pretty close to being um, 
being close to full and whether you, you might get a bit of a respite once those storages actually fill up. Not to say there's, there's still danger and, and you know issues with Russia being able to cut things off, but um, uh, I think there's, there's certainly factors we're looking at. Um, yeah, in particular, the energy cost is, is where we're sort of focused a lot about saying, well, if we're wrong uh, in terms of inflation, uh, you know, how much that's probably going to be on the energy side. And, and is there going to be an offset where you might actually end up seeing a whole bunch of inflation falling because, uh, well, one, we've got higher interest rates. Two, we've got energy prices sort of taking money from people's wallets. And, and then you've had all this extra capacity put in, in, in all these consumer uh, sectors. And so you might actually start to see uh, deflation as we're expecting, but uh, offset by inflation in, 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 um, in some areas. So yeah, that's, that's sort of how we're, we're looking at the market at the moment and deciding what we're, uh, what we're looking to buy. Nice one, Damon. That, that almost wraps us up. Uh, just want to say thanks for putting on the show and, and thanks for sharing your expert insights as always. No problem. Thanks, Sam. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure everyone's looking forward to next week's episode already. Uh, so we do welcome your feedback on the show, especially in regards to future topics. Uh, so if you do have some ideas, please drop it in the comments section below or send us an email at contact at nuclearswealth.com. Just a reminder, this is general advice and does not take into account your personal situation. If you do want to discuss your personal financial situation, please go to our website at nucleuswealth.com forward slash contact and you can book a call with myself. Don't forget to like the video now. And finally, if you know of anyone that might get some value out of today's episode, we'd really appreciate it if you can please share it with them. And also, if you'd like to see more of our previous episodes of content, head over to nucleuswealth.com forward slash content. And to stay up to date with news from us, you can also follow us on all major social media. So for myself, Damien, and the rest of the team at Nucleus Wealth, thanks for watching, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.